into your weekly sports breakdown. I am your host, Asher. Um, as with me always is my co-host, Jackson. And today is our March Madness recap and reactions. Um, we had our competition, as you may know, our bracket. And Jackson, you could be the bearer of bad news for your side and tell everyone what happened. Okay. Well, I didn't do so well. I only got 54 points, which is unfortunate, but especially for this tournament, I don't really count that against myself. I think that I, uh, I, the amount of work that I put in actually worked against me because I didn't went way too much off records and stuff as opposed to just like, you know, guessing like Asher did, which actually ended up working pretty well for one of his brackets until it didn't, um, yes. like after the second round. But, uh, but, um, yeah. I didn't do that well, but you know what? I'll do better next year. I don't think that anybody did really well this year. I think this year overall just uh, was, like, arguably the craziest March Madness ever when you think about it. The funny um, funny thing yeah, is, though, maybe. the funny thing is, though, I read read somewhere that despite how crazy this March Madness was, um, the finals are were comprised of the one and two seeds of the entire tournament, and that hasn't happened since, like, I think it was like 40, 40 or so years, like around 40 years. So, yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah, well, that kind of makes sense because if you have like a co- if you have a year where there's a pandemic and um, what you're going to want is, I don't know, huh? Another thing about it. Maybe, maybe, want, maybe, maybe, maybe the talent because the team aspect, you can't really have like a super um, strong team after a year of not really being together and playing and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was just... Uh, Ma- yeah. Gonzaga- or maybe it's just everyone wants to go to Gonzaga and Baylor, and so Gonzaga and Baylor have the best uh, transfers and recruits. Yeah, or maybe also... Two-seed and end up in the championship. Maybe it's also that there are so many upsets that were seeds ended up going forward, which made the path for Baylor and Gonzaga easier. It's possible. Yeah, I mean, Baylor... Uh, they, you know, they had a fairly, eh, they had a, they had a, it wasn't the worst, they had a pretty good path. They, they had to go through Arkansas, Houston, um, Gonzaga, of course, Zaga, Zaga, I don't know how you pronounce it, Gonzaga, of course, mm-hmm. um, but then they, I don't know, Villanova gave them a little bit of trouble. Yeah, I guess. Second round game. Um, yeah, I mean, Ohio State got knocked out, uh, Arkansas mm-hmm. was a pretty big trouble, and then. Illinois, they never had... And Iowa also got knocked out in Gonzaga's, uh... Yeah, Iowa got knocked out, mm-hmm. Kansas got knocked out, um... They played... I believe it was, uh, Creighton in the second mm-hmm. round, because they didn't have to play Virginia. Um, but anyways, so I finished with 83 points, Jackson with 54, um... Mostly because Jackson didn't do I got 16 points because Gonzaga made it to the semi to the championship yeah. and I had them winning it all. Um I haven't beaten Houston by the way. So I so I got two of the final four correct. Jackson got one. Um he got let me see three of the elite eight correct. I got Oh, well I also got three, but um I don't know, but I got I got the 16 points and that's that's really where it That's came. yeah, that's yeah. a big difference. You didn't get the winner or, like, three Final Fours or something, that's really where you do it. Like, um, I'd seen this March, this one March Madness guy. He predicted the first 
uh, 49 games correct one year. Mm-hmm. Like a perfect bracket. So you know how March Madness works, right? It's like um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, usually. Th- this year is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, but usually it's like you play the four games in the weekend, right? So it's the first mm-hmm. round and then the second round. He had a perfect bracket through the first weekend. Not through mm-hmm. the first round, through the first weekend. But then through the won. first two rounds, yeah, barely, yeah. And then I think a little bit into the into the third round. No, no, However, no. Forty nine. There are thirty two games, and there's sixteen. Uh, uh, after a that, a little bit into the, okay. But anyway. Oh, oh, my, my bad. I mean, he got past the second round. Yeah, his, my bad. Yeah, that year was a pretty crazy year. So he ended up having the best bracket, of course, because he had the most. You know, he he got a lot of games correct. But um, there's actually someone from another year who didn't do so well in the first couple rounds and then got, like, 15 of the Sweet 16 games correct, and th- or not, or, or seven of the, like, all Elite Eight, all Final Four, stuff like that games. Yeah. Um, so they ended up doing better. So my bracket this year that was doing really, really well was kind of like the first one. I, I was number 26, I believe, in the world. Crazy two rounds or something like that. Crazy, which is pretty crazy. And then, and then of course I ended up in in two millionth place. So yeah, yeah. I had had Oregon winning it all, and I had had some pretty crazy things. So yeah, I I think I I mean actually I I was very optimistic about that. But if I was a bystander looking at that bracket, I probably would have been like, I don't know if that's gonna happen because it was kind of a joke. You know? Yeah, it was. That's the issue. That I yeah, it was an upset bracket. So. Yeah, you can't have Oregon beating Loyola Chicago in the championship and expect good things to happen. That, that's what you had? Kind of I think I had I had Loyola Chicago at least in the Final Four, and then Oregon winning it all, of course. Um, but anyways, Jackson. Yeah? Reactions on the tournament in general. Okay. Uh, we kind of took a week off, but we didn't really cover from the Sweet 16 on. So, Jackson, anything really that stood out from there? Um, I don't know. What's most fresh in my memory, I guess, is the championship game and the final, uh, final four games. I think those are the most yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, to be honest, I didn't even watch the final, the championship game. I was super mad because... Why, why didn't you watch the as championship game? As some of you may game? know, I am a... Uh, UCLA fan, and they had miraculously, they were the second team in all of March Madness history to go from the play-in to the Final Four. Wow. And Very impressive. They made it to the Final Four. They forced Gonzaga to overtime on a uh, controversial charge call. Now, I actually believe that probably should have been called a charge, the one that uh, was on Johnny Juzang. If, if he had just pulled up, they would have beaten Gonzaga. I mean, they had the ball. Johnny Juzang was had a mid-range jumper. He decided to try and go for a layup, took a charge, with about three seconds left in the game, tied with the ball. Yeah. Into overtime. Johnny Juzang uh, gets his own rebound and makes a miraculous layup with about three seconds left. Miraculous then, layup. How could you call a layup miraculous? Sorry, not miraculous. <laughs> but the shot that followed was. It was, you know, when, um, what's his name? Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs. Almost half-court shot to... He banked it in to win the Yeah. Game. So it was lucky. Was, uh, oh, well. Too bad. Was, but I don't know. Yeah. That one really made me mad. They should have. Yeah. I don't think they should have won. In my opinion, it kind of seemed like UCLA was hanging in there. I mean, they are a, they were a tough team. 
Yeah, they were good. They yeah, had a lot I of... Remember, I remember um, when I first saw the Bracken, I, I sort of followed college basketball throughout the year, and I'd seen that UCLA had like, lost five in a row. Five in a row. I, was, I didn't think they would have made the tournament, to be honest, and then they barely made it into the play-in. Um, I, was, I checked into the Michigan State game, and they were down by 14 at halftime. So I, I just assumed it was all over. And then I guess Mick Cronin gave a really, really good halftime speech because they came out and they were firing, and then they crushed BYU, crushed Abilene Christian, beat, beat Alabama. Uh, that was also an intense game. And then they beat Michigan. Michigan, that was crazy. Crazy. And, and the Alabama game where um, one of their seniors, Alabama seniors, who's like a bench warmer, uh, he was in the game because a couple of their stars had fouled out, and then he hit like a crazy three pointer to send it into overtime. But then UCLA dominated in overtime and won. Mm-hmm. Um, they held Michigan to forty nine points, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, and Michigan had like three super good looks to um, to tie or win the game, mm-hmm. and they none of them made it. That was super gut wrenching, and then you know. I thought Gonzaga was still the best team in the tournament. No, Baylor was by far the best team. No, no. Baylor versus Gonzaga, like, I don't know how nobody realized this. I didn't realize this either, but Baylor is just heads and shoulders above the competition. Heads and shoulders. Like, these guys are, it's like, I don't want to say it's like men playing against boys, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like, actually, I don't really have a good analogy for it. I believe, I believe you did say that. Yeah, I told Ashley that. It's not actually like that, but it's like, it's like, if you remember elementary school basketball, it's like sixth graders playing like fourth graders. Like, it's not a huge difference, but it's a pretty big difference. Like, those guys, those guys, their defense, they just had a swarming defense, just, you know, forcing turnovers left and right. Gonzaga just had to work for every single open look that they, like, every single shot that they took, and those shots, these shots were not good shots. These shots were tough contested shots, and on the offensive end, Baylor was just, you know, they're an incredibly good three-point shooting team, which you wouldn't really expect for, like, such an athletic team to be that way, but, like, if you have literally probably, like, the most athletic team in the country, with the best defense in the country, and then they can also shoot threes, it's just unstoppable. They were just destroying Gonzaga. Yeah, it doesn't really matter if you're talking about Gonzaga and Baylor, but just, if they're two completely different styles of play, and I guess Baylor's is just one that's that should counteract Gonzaga. No, like, it's... like Gonzaga's entire game is about forcing turnovers and their transition offense. Yeah, they go on fast breaks, probably with the highest rate in the uh, NCAA. They had one of the fastest and most efficient offenses in the in the country. Like I was watching that UCLA game. UCLA, I'm I didn't look at the time of possession metric or or see one. But UCLA was using the entire shot clock and slowing the ball down. And that's how they were they were staying with Gonzaga because Gonzaga was scoring every 5-10 seconds. And mm-hmm. they were in transition and getting layups. And they forced turnovers and do transition offense. And when you go up against a team that doesn't really turn the ball over in Baylor and they shoot outside shots so they don't really try and uh, do things that can force turnovers. Um, and then you have a super good swarming defense, that's just going to counteract Gonzaga's offense and... I guess a good point, yeah. Not offense. Uh, I, I mean, I guess. I don't know. 
But, you know, Baylor, Baylor, Baylor was just, like, heads and shoulders above them. Just... Yeah. It, it was crazy for me to see, really. Like, 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 like these like, like these guys, like Corey K- Kispert, he kind of choked, actually, in the last few games. But anyway, Corey Kispert, who's, like, All-American, first-team All-American or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, could not even play with these Baylor guys. Could, couldn't even play with them, you know? They were just yeah. bullying him. It was it was really crazy to see. They are incredibly, even though they were at the second seed overall in the tournament, somehow they're still underrated, in my opinion, because they were just remarkable. And, uh, yeah, championship game after a super exciting tournament was not as exciting as uh, you would have hoped for, although it was pretty cool to see how effective um, Baylor's defense was, definitely. Yep. Um, so, anyways... I guess that pretty much wraps up the tournament. Uh, I beat Jackson in another one of our competitions. Um, I believe the next one we're going to do is probably the NBA playoffs, predicting the um, just the winners of all of the maybe all of the games. Or I don't know. I don't know how we're going to. Not that. all the games, but the series. Not all of the games, but series. And so, I don't know. That's kind of hard to predict. But anyways. Um, Not really, actually. With the NBA, there are seven games, so it's a lot easier to predict than other ones. Yeah, but I usually the two best teams make it to the finals. Yeah, usually. Um, unless you're the Miami Heat. Um, so, anyways, I guess yeah. that does it for this podcast. It's kind of kind of short compared to our other ones. Um, a, a quick note. We have, again, sort of decided to change the way we are going to be uploading our podcast. For the and this is the final future. one, as of now. Final one, <laughs> as of, final one, as of now. Yeah. Uh, Jumbo shrimp. Um, but we're gonna try. We're gonna try to like make this a consistent schedule because we think yes. it's the best one. Yeah. At, until um, I don't know, maybe the NBA is over or something like that. But anyway. Yeah. We are going to record the timely podcast. The um, you know, the reactions to news. The um, stuff like this. The March Madness breakdowns. The NBA playoff breakdowns. Stuff like that. We're going to release on Saturday. And then the uh, the games, you know, the over-unders, the little mock drafts, the two truths and a lie, the critically acclaimed segment, two truths and a lie. We're not going to be ha- uh, necessarily doing those every single week. Um, but they, if we do them, when we do them, they will come out on Tuesdays. Ooh, exciting. Um, yes. Mark that on your calendars, guys. Mark those on your calendars. You can get notifications, I believe, on Apple Podcasts. When you subscribe and turn on yeah. notifications. Yeah, yeah. Plus, um, it is very helpful if you subscribe because you automatically download every episode, which means that more people can listen to this podcast. Um, and yeah, if you just want to, if you really enjoy this podcast, or even if you don't really enjoy it, still, nice thing to do. Why not? <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's free. You can always unsubscribe if you want to. There's no harm in doing it. It just helps us. So mm-hmm. we're more inclined to make some of these because hopefully you like them. So... I don't know. Also, reviews, comments, do them. Tell us how you feel, and then we'll change stuff. I don't know. Um, maybe like these these outros. But anyways, thank you for listening. Uh, we went over the March Madness uh, breakdown with with Gonzaga losing to Baylor, um, which I predicted. By the way, I did predict yes, that. Definitely. I think that Asher conveniently forgot that. But right before, I was like, for the podcast, who are you? Who are you gonna predict to win? And at first I was like, Baylor, right? Because basically I, I took Asher's normal strategy of looking at the past few games and seeing how they did. And Baylor was doing really well. So I, I looked at that and I was like, Baylor. But then something told me Gonzaga. But then I was like, no, I have to go with Baylor. I have to go with Baylor. 
Um, and I ended up being right. But I could not have predicted that it would be a massive blowout. I thought it would be pretty close. But um, Asher still uh, still predicted Gonzaga, so at least I beat him. At, uh, I beat him with that. Yeah, because because I beat you eighty three fifty four in in our actual brackets, right? Yeah. Because so Baylor um, losing to Ohio State, which if, as you you may remember, Ohio State lost in the first round. So yeah. Um, oh. Well. Anyways, I guess that just proves I'm the March Madness. I don't want to say king, but you're not. You're not really the. But yeah, yeah. Maybe if you, maybe if you, maybe if your bracket stayed in the top one hundred, you would have been. But not, not really. If only Oregon had won. But if only yeah. Oregon, yeah. Oh well. Okay. That's so, what you get for profiting off of an upset bracket, Asher. Yeah. Okay. Um, if I remember correctly, you were more enthusiastic about it than I was. That's that's true. Yeah, I was yeah. a lot more enthusiastic. But I don't think you realize how crazy yeah. that was. I'm telling you, years from now, you're gonna be telling people about that bracket, Asher. That's, that's, that really is kind of a once-in-a-lifetime thing. To be 26 of one time? Yeah, to be 26 in the world after, like, the second round. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, 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 that's going through a decent portion of... Like, I'm, I'm telling you, yeah. that's never going to happen to you again. Like, on something based on luck, that's not going to happen to you again. You're not going to be the 26th best in the... Like, literally in the world. No offense, probably not at anything. I don't know. Okay. It's possible, I guess. Thanks for the encouragement. <laughs> but, yeah. But, anyways, yeah. Um, so, that was March Madness. It was truly mad. And, um, anyways, we are going to be doing our timely stuff on Saturdays. And then the game stuff will be coming out Tuesdays when we feel like them. So, uh, subscribe so we're more inclined to do so. Uh, thank you. Okay. And, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going on a rant here. But anyways, until next time, thanks for listening. This has been your weekly sports break. Justin, any final notes? No. Okay. Uh, thank you. Goodbye. Hey, Asher here. Just wanted to say a couple things. First of all, congrats. You made it to the end of our show. We know it's kind of tough to sit through it. So if you're listening to this, thank you. Um, also, I know it's kind of sad that we're done with the show, but if you want to listen to more of our content, please check out the other episodes we have on Apple Podcasts. Additionally, head on over to Instagram, type in at weekly underscore sports underscore breakdown. That's weekly underscore sports underscore breakdown to see little snippets of our podcast and a new notification whenever we upload a new podcast. Lastly, please make sure to leave a review down below and don't be afraid to give us comments on how we can improve our show. Until next time, this has been your weekly sports breakdown. Goodbye.